Hello guys, this is uh, Jeff Hall with uh, Hot Lap Heroes. I'm on my second episode of the Historic Heroes, sponsored by Crebo Motorsports. If you need your parts, give Brian a call. He's over in Hannah City and he'll be happy to hook you up with whatever you need racing-wise. Um, tonight's episode is spon also sponsored by uh, Pace Premier Painting, longtime sponsors of our uh, guest I have with me tonight. So I, I've made the short drive over to Creefcore tonight to uh, speak with uh, Mike Chastine. That's what we'll call him because that's what we, most of you know him as, is just Mike Chastine. Um, but uh, Mike has been around Central Illinois Racing for a long time, and I'm honored to be here to talk about his racing history and where he's been and what he's done and where he's at now, watching his son. He's a he's a grandpa now. He's got him a, a cute little grandson. Uh, that kid, he's a riot. He drew he drew Mikey a number six the other night down at Peoria. Mikey wasn't too happy about that. But Mikey wasn't too happy, but Mikey did win that night. So we can't say too much about that. Um, but uh yeah, I'm I'm over here in, in Creef Core with uh Mike Chastine. Uh Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Jeff doing real good um ready to talk a little about a little bit about my racing here um when i started and to the end but doing awesome yeah a lot of people when they saw that i was uh bringing you on here they they got pretty excited uh you've been a, a big staple in the racing around here and a lot of uh drivers now have got their start because of you and being a fan of you when they were younger um but you've, you've ventured out a lot also, and we're going to get to that. Um, so, Mike, we'll, we'll start to the very beginning of your racing career here. Um, a lot of us know your dad has a hell of a motor builder, and he's built motors for you. He's built motors for Mikey. Um, what got you into racing? What was your first car, and do you remember the year that you started? Yeah, well, we'll start off with my dad. Um my dad was 15 years old when he actually got into racing. That was 1948. And uh, he run from 1948 to, I believe it was 56, and he actually drove a race car at Mount Holly. And then uh, 56, he ended up getting drafted, went into the Army, come back out of the Army, and I think in 59, he told me that he drove uh, one more year, and that's actually the year I was born, 59. My mom told him that he was done. He was just, I guess, I, I you know, I never got to see Dad race, but uh, from what I was told, he'd either be on his top, upside down, flipping guys in the wall. I mean, I guess they were just crazy back then, you know. <laughs> and Mom told him, said, "Ever you have to quit racing. I don't care if you build race cars but you're gonna end up getting hurt or getting killed and I don't want that to happen. So he ended up quitting and then he started putting drivers in. And then when I was born, like I said, in 59, I mean, I when I was a newborn, I was at the races. I mean, my mom, I, I, I went all the time and I just, uh, I loved racing as I got older as a little kid. And, and uh, but yeah, that's, that's how I really got into it was my dad. And, when I turned 17, I was in high school still, my senior year. And one night, we, he come home, we sitting at the supper table, and 
he said, don't get up. I want to talk to you. Um, and I thought, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it, it wasn't that. It was good. He said, surely with my mom, she's, he goes, I want you to stay in here because I got something I want to ask you. He's, he found a race car, and uh, it was from Jim Cornwall. I remember that. He was from Pekin, real nice guy. But he was wanting to get out of racing, and it was a 72 Chevelle. Had a big block in it. That's what they ran back in them days. And uh, he told Shirley, said, I can buy this car right. I mean, every all his parts, trailer, I mean, it's race ready. And uh, he goes, if you don't care, I'd like to take Mike over and look at it. Well, we ended up going over there, and it come back home with us. So, so was that car, was it? I think they only had two divisions back then. They had bombers and then late models. Did you start in the bomber division? Oh, no, no. I started, you went straight to late model. I went straight oh. to late model, but never been in a car. <laughs> all, never been in a race car. Now, I should have backed it up a little bit. I started, I don't know, when I was about seven or eight. I raced go-karts for about, oh, God, six years or so, you know. And, uh, and then just watching them. Like I said, I wouldn't miss a race, you know, watching – Dad had, you know, top-notch guys in his cars, you know, Jim Struby, Altero, Herb Shannon. Matter of fact, I think the very first driver Dad had was Hank Struby, which was a good driver. And then it went to uh, Jim and Altero, then Herb Shannon, even Don Volander drove, you know, some for Dad. But uh, just watching them being around it, it just, I jumped right into the late models, you know. I was scared at first, but <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. I just, I loved racing. So, so you, you jumped right into that late model, no, no holds bar, you, no, I mean, go-karts, that's it. So, uh, you went down, you tackled Peoria Speedway. Um, how long into your racing career did you pick up your first feature win well i i believe my very first year my highlight and that was in that chevelle that we bought had that big block in it my uh i ended up second and that was in uh a firecracker 40 they used to run out there at peoria speedway 40 lapper they called it it was fourth of july weekend and i ended up second in that feature about one it and i mean that just really fired us all up you know that was my first highlight and then after that, I mean, we just, I don't know, each year, I mean, we kept getting a little better cars, you know. I think we, from that point, we went to uh, Boyce chassis come out, and and uh, uh, I think it was probably my third year when I won my very first feature. And uh, it just each, after that, just each year, it just, like I said, just kept getting better and better. I mean, first three years, I think we ran big blocks. Then after that, we started running small block Chevy motors. They come out, which was a lot better, you know. You could really twist them things. You yeah, Frazee was telling me in the interview I had with him that yeah. uh, there was a guy that came was coming from over on the other side of Iowa down to where they were racing at Burlington and stuff, and him and Roger Dolan had no couldn't even keep up with the guy. And they found out he wasn't using a big block anymore. He was in a small block. And next thing yeah. he said, he said they all had them. It oh, was, yeah. It was big blocks were done for. They they yeah. were out of there. Yeah. Yeah, they were. I remember. Uh, and talking about Steve Frazee, I remember he's he was a good old boy. And first time I ever met Steve Frazee, and I don't remember what year. I wished I did. But 
we was fast then. I mean, we was flying ourselves, you know. And some reason, Steve Race come down to Peoria Speedway. I remember it was a blue Camaro he had, mm-hmm. number 45. Didn't even have no sponsors mm-hmm. or nothing. We thought, who is this guy? We found out who that guy was. Because when that checkered flag dropped, Steve Race kicked our ass. Yeah, he, he actually brought <laughs> that up in our interview uh, when I uh, did it. He said, uh, he goes, you know, I ventured over to Peoria and... Uh, uh, Hank Hamilton came up to me after the race and he said, you know what? All them boys was laughing at you when you pulled in, but they ain't laughing no more because you kicked their ass. Yes, yes. And he, he said he came back and he ended up winning one of the hundred lappers one year. And then he started venturing up to Moline. And I mean, I can, I've seen old pictures that you guys have all battled. I mean, uh, Roger Long, you, you guys all used to go up to East Moline and race on Sundays or oh, yeah. Friday, Sundays. And is you guys and your when you guys raced those late miles, I think that was the biggest time for racing, and I wish I could have been around for it. I'm lucky I'm around it now, but I got to grow up on your guys's later years or hey, almost your heyday. But I think the late '70s, early '80s was where it was at. Yeah. I mean, racing was so huge; the grandstands were packed everywhere you went, and. It was just an awesome, just looking at all the pictures, it was awesome to see. Oh, yes, Jeff, it was, man. It was unreal how it was. That, that I'll tell you the truth, that was racing back in the days compared to now. I mean, racing, really the ruining racing. Back in our days, I mean, it was so fun. And actually in 82 is really when my career took off. We had a Rayburn. I would run Friday nights at East Moline. We'd run Saturday nights at Peoria. We'd go back up Moline on Sunday nights. We was running three nights a week. And, uh, oh, man, we won a lot of races. <laughs> you know, that's when I really, it really took off was in 82. My career just, just, it was, we just dominating, mm-hmm. you know. And, I mean, I run with boys, you know, like, you know, you say Steve Frazier, but it was Roger Long, Bob Pierce, um, uh, Gary Webb, Dick Taylor, uh, Herschel Roberts, um, uh, Tom Hurst, Dwayne Steffi. I mean, I, uh, Jim Sandusky. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I guess there's so many guys. I mean, and I mean, these, all these guys are fast, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mikey actually sent me a video. I, on face well through messenger the other day when he found out i was doing these interviews and somebody had done a video on gary webb yeah uh and it had like all his uh stuff through the years and this year's his 50th year racing mm-hmm. and i mean i he was one of the guys i grew up watching too and seeing him now i mean it's hard for him to get it in and out of the cars of course oh. but uh I can't believe he's still at and still winning 50 years into it. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> no, it is. I, I mean, I think Gary's almost 70, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I think he is 70 years old. Hey, hats off to the guy. You know, I mean, I'm not saying I couldn't do it. I know I could, but nah, I will let that. I have more fun watching my boy and everybody. Yeah. Let them young. Well, see, kids. I always wanted to try to get some of these vintage cars down here or get some B-Mod guys right. or something and get some of you old guys down there on a Sunday for play when Scott does his old timers day and just give you guys a 10 lap race to get at it and have some fun again. I mean, I think it would draw people in the stands to see you, you guys back out there. And I mean, a B mod, I mean, it wouldn't have that much power and I think you guys be able to hook up and go and 
<laughs> It'd be awesome, but I'd love to do something like that, especially if we could get a bunch of these old guys that we used to run mm -hmm. against, you know, get them all to come out there and do something like that. Oh, my God, it'd, it'd be awesome. It really would. It'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 82 was your, your kickoff year to where it really started rolling for you guys. Um, a couple of years ago, well, yeah, a couple of years ago, Mikey had done a throwback. I talked him into doing a throwback finally, and we he surprised you really good with it. Oh, uh, me and him kept that a secret for a long time when we figured out we were going to do it. Um, and we, I believe that was your 82 car that we did it with, yes, I believe. it was. And uh, Mikey went and bought him a wig <laughs> to, to do the mullet with. <laughs> oh. um, but you were telling me that some of your biggest wins came at that time. Uh, uh, you won the big uh, Coors 100 up in Moline. Uh, you won the 100 lapper at Peoria. Yeah. Um, and th those, were, those were really prestige races at that time. I mean, the 100 lapper at Peoria is still prestigious. Guys come just to try to knock that off their bucket list uh, and add it to their resume. But at that time, I'm sure you guys were drawing some pretty good car counts for those races and a lot of stiff competition. What what can you remember about those races and the feeling you had? I mean, I'm sure every win means a lot, but the feeling you had for those wins when you when it came about, like. Yeah, we'll go with, uh, we'll start with the, uh... Uh, Paps Blue Ribbon 100. That's what it was. That was yeah. yeah, that's what they called. That was up at East Moline. And yes, they had. It was tough. The boys was there. I mean, you know, Webb and Gus's and uh, all of them was there. Roger Long and I. I don't really recall what I done or where I started. I just. Uh, I think I won my heat race, but it was a hundred lapper. And I do remember Roger Long got the jump and he led it up to. The 40th lap, coming off of turn one, I passed him on the 40th lap, and that's my car number. I, I, that's yeah. something I, I just, I, you know, I didn't even know that, but this one of our fans told me, you know what lap you took the lead? Well, when I took that lead, I never looked back, <laughs> but I let her the rest of the way. So that's a, that's something that you know I'll I'll never forget that. And I mean, it was you know Roger Long, and I mean. They was all up there, a bunch of them, but, you know, it's a lot of fun racing. I always did love Moline, and, I mean, like I said, we run three nights a week, and, I mean, they always had a lot of twin 50s and 25. I mean, they, it was always something a special up there, either on a Friday or Sunday, and we didn't miss them. I mean, we was always there, and we was usually, they knew we was there, I'll put it to you that way. I, I mean, I didn't win them all, but I won my share. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then uh, as far as and then we go out there. Like I said, you said uh, we won the, uh, the the Bush 100. Uh, that there, uh, I mean, I was happy. I mean, they was all down there too. You know, Pierce and you know, pretty much same guys that I run again up there at uh, East Moline, they was all there, and I don't really remember what lap I took the lead that back then, but I know I did win it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a race that I've talked to Bob yeah. Pierce, and he goes, you know, out of all the races in Illinois, I've run the PDCs, I've won the big races at Farmer City, I've won the Summer Nationals. He goes, but I could never conquer that 100-lap rep Peoria. 
And then Bobby Pierce also he he said he said that's one he'd like to get. I mean it's not 100 laps anymore, but it's it's now 50 because we broke it down into two 50 lap shows. Right. But uh, he wants to knock that off his bucket list thing, saying he could he won a race in Illinois. His dad could never win. So, <laughs> but I, I, I the way Mikey's going, I, I I really hope he can pull one of those off. He's fast enough. I know the talent of Brian Shirley and Unzicker and Fager and all them come to it. But Mikey's beat those guys at Lincoln. He's passed them for the lead. The kid can drive. He, he's got a lot of resemblance of the old man. But uh, so all we can keep doing is wishing Mikey the best. Uh, actually, he's off in Davenport, Iowa tonight running an MLRA race. So we wish him best of luck there. So after your 82 season, um, I've, I've seen pictures of the wedge cars down at the mile, which... I have a video, and I think one of the Strubies was in the car then. And I've seen pictures of you down at of your car, at least your car at Pinsboro, yep. running. I don't know if you raced it or if it was the Strubies again, but uh, tell us a little bit about the Wedge era there with those big horsepower cars and running the miles and big tracks like oh, that. Man. That was an awesome car. Matter of fact, that was my last car that we had, and it was a Rayburn. And it was a wedge. We had the big spoilers running down the sides. I mean, it's like a sprint car. You could just, you didn't have to lift, you know. And, yeah, we, back then, that's really, that's when aluminum motors, you know, we started coming out where you could run aluminum blocks and blah, blah. It was just wide open outlaw and uh, run what you want, you know. But, all you, I mean, them cars was just, just unreal i just that was my last ride and it's a ride i'll never forget <laughs> that was one of my best rides you know and uh but um i uh we sold that car and i can't remember what year i do know that whatever year it was when they quit running outlaws that next season they was gonna go to uh uh trying to push a different tire rule and put a weight limit on it and that you couldn't run them spoilers down the sides no more and that we ended up dad talked to me about it because we was again it we didn't want to see that happen and it did happen but he goes uh i got somebody who wants to buy us out if you want to sell out and i said dad do it because i mean i i like this outlaw racing if we can't do that let's just sell out so fred struby is the one that bought that car. And that's where he was probably the one that took that down to uh, Pinsboro and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, because I know Fred always went there. But yeah, Fred ended up buying that car from us and uh, we got out of racing for a couple years and and uh, I got into jet boats, done that, played with jet boats for a couple years. I still had to do something, you know, for speed. <laughs> and see, that's an interesting, this is why I like doing these kind of podcasts uh, because I know of your dirt history, but I never knew you got into that. Oh yeah, man. I I had it had a 460 Ford in it, and uh, we pulled it all apart. Of course, Dad, he's he he does miracles to motors, you know, and put a big cam in it and done a bunch of work to it, and and uh, I, it was probably one of the best boats you heard you could hear out there on that water. I mean, that thing would just sit there and mumble just like a race car, you know, and. She, it was fast. It was very fast. So where, when you did that, where would you have to travel to for that kind of stuff? Oh, no, I didn't, no, I didn't actually race. Them. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I didn't race. I mean, I 
just I'd take it here around here, Shelbyville, oh, okay. down in Missouri, you know. Just have fun with just it. Just to have fun, you know, go out and have fun. But yeah, I drove it like the race car dude. <laughs> <laughs> so you took a few years off. Uh when you came back, is that when the open wheel modified class was starting to come into Illinois and because I know when that first came along, I was I'm tied into with George Hall, and uh, I see he showed me some paper clippings and some of his photo albums he has of he was like the first modified at Spoon River, and he had to run with the late models. Oh my gosh! Because he didn't have they didn't have wow. an actual class, but <laughs> wow. So uh, when when did the open wheel modified start coming into play, and what gave what made you decide that was the route to go to get back into racing? Well, it kind of it's really funny, really. <laughs> it's kind of like the deal on the late model, you know. When I first started, guys needed the money and and uh, wanted to get out of it. And we ended up buying it, but pretty much same deal. Um, I bought out Fair and White. We did. He had a modified. Matter of fact, John Anderson, I don't know if you remember John mm-hmm. Anderson, he drove it for him, and it was a full tilt was what it was. Scooter May was building them back then, and uh, they want to, it was a fast car. We ended up getting it, bought the car, trailer, and I think like 13 spare mortars come with it, you know, and I mean, we them mortars lasted us for I hate to say how long. I mean, for a <laughs> long time, and man, we would twist them things, put the nitro to them, man. And, I mean, if they'd blow up, we just put another one in there. We had 13, you know. But I think that, you know, the year, I mean, it, it had to have been like maybe 86, 87, you know, somewhere guessing when we got into open wheel mods. And, uh, we ran uh, Knoxville. That back then they run on Wednesday nights mm-hmm. up there. You know we run there every weekend, and uh, and then out here to Peoria, of course. You know, and I'd go up to Moline. We ran Moline. We run Bluegrass, but just kind of around home. You know, Canton. Run Canton with it. And but that's what that's how I got into modified. We bought out Fair and White. And he still, and then he even, the sponsor went with him, Peoria Freightliner. So that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I know. I know Mikey, he's always talked about Knoxville. And I took him over to one of the USMTS races one year. And uh, I was over there doing photos. And this was actually before he started racing. He just wanted to go with. And I took him. And uh, they had mod lights there that night, raced on that big half mile. And the throttle stuck on one of those mod lights going into turn one. And Mikey just stood there with eyes wide open and his mouth <laughs> dropped. Oh, and wow. he goes, man, I don't know if I really want to race. Yeah. And then I think not too long after that, he ended up getting his first uh, E-Mod. And it was on the, for there for him. But uh, So you, you ran Knoxville on Wednesdays and you kind of ventured around on Saturdays between Peoria and Spoon. And you hit some specials up in Bluegrass and ran Moline off and on. Um, and nine, I want to say it was 92, you got a ride with, uh, the Neltners and yep. you ran some double duty. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got a few videos of you running the 75 late model and then coming back, you run with the, your modified and picked up some feature wins with the modified at Peoria. And I want to say this was early 91, 92, somewhere around there. And, uh, 
how, how did the ride with the Neltners come along? Do you remember that? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was fast. I mean, Neltners, you know, him and Brickman and my dad was like brothers, you know. I mean, they, they were. They was like brothers, you know. And they probably been around racing longer than anybody, far as that goes, uh, Brickman and my dad. So, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember up in Knoxville, when I first got in it, they was having some issues with the car. Um, it was just, it was lazy coming off the corner, and my dad talked to Brickman, talked him into letting him take the car to our shop. He wanted to uh, redegree the cam in, so Brickman said, hey, do whatever you can do. If you can make it faster, do it, Buzzy. That was, they called my dad Buzzy, so we did. He did. He brought it over there, and Dad redone the camshaft in it. Then we go up to Knoxville that week, middle of the week. Like I said, they run Wednesday nights, but they had a special up there where they was running late models that night, too. So that was my first uh, time running it up there. Or, no, I take it back. I think I run it out to Peoria before that because we was having them issues. And then uh, he done that cam deal. And we go up to Knoxville, and, I, of course, I had my modified there. And I ran my modified, won my heat, jumped in the late model, won the heat in it. So then I get, jumped back in my modified, ran the feature, won it, got in the late model, won the feature, and then I think I still got that record up. So, so you pulled that clean sweep there that <laughs> night. Yeah, yeah that, was a, uh, that was a nice night there. And, and Brickman said, come on, let's do some more of it. Oh, he was tickled to death. He said, you got her running on, man. Now she'll run. But, uh, yeah, I drove it for a while for him, and, and uh, that was my biggest win, though, that there just – you know having both cars and just cleaning the house that night i mean it was it was awesome man you know yeah yeah uh so and like bringing in mikey up again he he was lucky enough to have a few nights like that where he done a clean sweep in both classes um he's taking out for the old man there Oh, yeah. That that kid could wheel. <laughs> let you, I mean, put him in a modified, put him in a late mall right yeah. now. That kid can wheel either one. So. Oh yeah, it's it's awesome. That kid's awesome. I tell you, I put him in a modified when he's 15. That was a matter of fact. I built that car for him. Race ready. That was his Christmas present. Well, I was at Spoon River the first <laughs> night he ever got into the car, and went out and tested after the races, and that turn four tire down there was not too uh, kind to him that night <laughs> he uh he, he, uh he got into that thing and he almost thought the car was junk i don't think it was but no, it, it got the front bumper Jeff, <laughs> and i think that front bumper still hanging in the garage on the wall i'm serious i mean it wasn't much of it left thank god it didn't hurt it but it did take the bumper i'll, I'll never and, forget um, that night when he got in there i was ha i was proud of him i was happy for him and the he <laughs> He, he went out in a bang, that was for sure. Uh, yeah, I tell you, I skirt to death, you know. I mean, most dads are when you put your young mm -hmm. kid in one, but uh, I knew sooner you'd take him a little bit. But I always told that kid there was two things that I would tell Mikey when he'd get in that race car, and I'd always say, look ahead, number one, and two, smooth is fast. And there wasn't a race that he didn't get in. I didn't say that to him. And uh, sometimes I wished I wouldn't have said, remember, smooth is fast. Because sometimes the kid is a little too smooth. The way these late models are these days, 
you got to be aggressive mm-hmm. and drive her hard. And Mikey stepped it up without a doubt. He's come a long way. I'm proud of that kid, man. But uh, I tell you, and the, but he can work that foot feed. He, that kid is smooth, man. Is he smooth? <laughs> but if he has to, you know turn her up he'll turn her up too you know (laughs) well he's got two good coaches on that i mean you were the smooth one and then eric he was the he was a throttle smasher you know he was always banging that thing like eric was another mike harrison i would say i mean (laughs) yeah yeah he's not he wasn't afraid to press the gas pedal (laughs) i will say that i mean i i drove hard don't get me wrong but then I was smooth on dry slick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, th- there's the difference, dry slick. Yep. It's all in dry slick. You better be smooth. Smooth is fast on dry. And there's some guys that can't work that foot pedal, yep. you know. I mean, that's just the way it is. And that separates the men and the boys, yeah. I tell you. So uh, you got into the mod stuff, and you started running the Neltner car for a little bit in 92. Was 93 or 94, was that when you decided to hit the road and do more national stuff, uh, hitting the USMTS races? And I don't know I don't know exactly what year that came along. Um, I just remember hearing you going out on the road and doing that stuff. We didn't move back here until uh, 94. So uh, we, we used to live in Columbia, Missouri, so we attended Capitol Speedway and Holt Summit a lot and uh, Moberly Raceway in Moberly, Missouri. Oh, which you, you've, you've been down there a few times, oh, too. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that track. I think every time I went there, I pretty much won at Moberly. Half miles, I was tough. But I actually started running a series, Jeff, 1995. That's when that series started. 1995, Ed Shackler's son, Doug, him and I can't remember the other boy, but he had a partner that was in on that deal. And uh, I, they had that, they ran it, oh, I don't know, two, two or three years, and they ended up, I mean, it was a lot of work getting the sponsors, and they was doing good, you know, Ed done a lot for them. And, uh, but they ended up selling out, and Todd Staley ended up buying it from uh, them, which he still has it today. Mm-hmm. But I ran that series from 95 to uh, 2002. I traveled, you know. That was my job. Yes. I did. I, I parked my truck and I raced all summer, you know. Yeah, and, and you didn't only run during the summer. When it was snowing here, you were off in Texas doing some racing too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'd, down, we'd, we'd run a lot. When we first started with Staley, I mean, most a lot of the races was south. And uh, we, man, we down, well, I mean, we went all the way down Las Cruces, New Mexico, a lot of races through Oklahoma and uh, Texas, all over through Texas, Arkansas, uh, Missouri, done a lot in Missouri. Then back here we run, oh my God, Nebraska, just all kinds of places in, in Iowa. They got so many mm. tracks in Iowa. A lot of them tracks in Iowa are half miles and I just love half miles man and and then we was out in uh, south dakota north dakota um wisconsin wisconsin i mean i can just go and go i mean we've been all over all over so is there any particular usmts race i know you were the hometown boy and won the one at spoon river was there any ones besides that one that you can remember that really hits the top of your list for winning oh man 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of them, dude. I mean, they had an Ultimate 100. Um, oh, God, I don't remember what year that was. It was in the, it was in the late 90s, like 97, probably 98. I don't know, but... Todd had flyers out, and he had a picture of my car that I used to run up at Knoxville, and it was a good-looking, good-looking car, and he's advertising to get the cars down there in Little Rock, Arkansas, is where it was, and it was a 100-lapper, and uh, me, it was a two-day deal, or three-day deal, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and paid five to win, and we went down there, and, and uh, but he had my picture, so you know that, that really had me fired up. I thought, man, my, I'm on that. I'm on this flyers everywhere. You know, Mike Chastain's car. I thought this is <laughs> badass, man. I gotta go down there and put a show for yeah. show on for these boys, you know. And uh, so we goes down there because we was running for points naturally, and and uh, the weather wasn't looking good, so everybody kind of backed on. It was just me and Dad. I said, well, Dad, we gotta go, you know. So me and Pops, we get in, I had a 79 Chevy pickup, and I had a, a bed on the back of it, and that's how we hauled our car, you know, everywhere, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, but that's how it was. But anyway, we went down there, and the very first night, everybody, as soon as I got there, all I heard, and I can't, I just know his name was Buck, and he drove uh, a late model down there, and he drove uh, GRT's house car modified down there, and they just said, Oh, this dude wins all these races, man. He is one badass dude. Just he's hard to outrun here at Little Rock, you know. So I thought, well, I mean, it wasn't no big deal. I don't know the guy. I never met him in my life, you know. And so we ran the uh, we ran the heat races, and I won my heat, and I seen he ran his heat, and he was fast. He looked fast, you know. But me and him started on the in the feature side by side. Uh, and I checked out, man. I won the first night. So that locked us in. We didn't even have to run Friday nights because we was locked in for the big 100-lapper Saturday. And and he was too. Buck was too. So, I, I mean, I, I know it kind of woke him up, you know, as we outran him. And, and I'm sure they'd done a lot of work, GRT's house car, you know. So we goes back there Saturday night and uh, – we're both there again. We're on the front rows. It was a hundred lapper, and man, I led it from the beginning to the end, dude. And I mean, I want her. I mean, checked I, out on their I hometown boy. Out, I checked <laughs> out, and I guarantee you, he probably still talks about that today. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing uh, when when you're a hometown boy and you yeah. dominate your racetrack, and you got a full grandstand cheering you on on this. You on this oh, yeah. this special night, I mean, mm. when somebody comes down and waxes your ass, oh, I mean, yeah, man. <laughs> you know, and I mean, I got a lot of other ones, you know. I mean, Denison, Iowa, that's a half mile high bank, and I've been there probably three or four times, and I've won there three or four times. I've won pretty much. I mean, I I'm not, a, I dominated half miles, yeah. and I love that racetrack, Arcadia, Wisconsin. They, and all the, our races was 40 laps. All the feature, they was 40 laps on a regular show, you uh -huh. know. And uh, But uh, Arcadia, Wisconsin, it's real close to half. It's real high bank, too. And uh, I don't know, that night there, man, I I mean, it just, I won, you know. And, and there again, I checked out. And a matter of fact, I lapped all the way up to fourth place, you know. 
and I was just like, I just, the good thing about USMTS boys, the guys that make it, your 24 cars, I'm telling you, dude, that's 24 top-notch drivers. It ain't a caution after caution. I mean, we go, usually most of the races will go green to mm -hmm. checker. And it's the truth, and they still do that today. And that's why I loved racing with them boys, you know. The, the USMTS was one of my favorite series, hands down. Uh, they would do the swing, Knoxville, Spoon, Peoria. Yeah. Um, but I was always, we would go to 34 Raceway and watch them when they were down there a few times. Early, this would have been, uh, I would say 96, 97. They'd had a special down there that they do. But it's just, the USMTS puts a show on all together from start to finish. All cars carrying the American flag on the pace lap, going four wide to... Oh, yeah. God bless America, or God bless USA by Eileen Greenwood. Yeah, My awesome. uncle never gets shooken up, but we were at Knoxville, and you guys did that, and tears were coming down his eyes. Oh, yeah. Down I, his I face. I believe you, dude. I believe and you. That was the first time I had seen my uncle ever cry. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it, it's badass, and they still do that today. But when I see that, I, I seen my boy do that somewhere, and it's been a while back you know and it kind of teared me up mm -hmm. a little bit see just seeing just i seeing getting flashbacks you know I, that was dad now i'm watching my boy you know and it, it you know it, it's it's cool it is really cool when they do that i mean it's it's just unreal yeah yeah todd, todd's done a lot especially this year alone with the how much he's grown that series each race this year is paying i believe it's ten thousand to win almost every single race this year with a hundred thousand dollar point point to, to the champion a hundred thousand dollars to the champion um how close were you ever did you ever win the national championship for them on the series or what was your highest finishing year that you you remember third third matter of fact a year and i can't i should know this really it's kind of bad but todd broke it up into um uh east west north south uh divisions you know and i won two of the two of the four and i could i i was so close to shy rock on winning being a national champion that year but it was a year I missed one race, and that cost me that championship. Yeah. And uh, and I could have won three of the four regions, you know. But w that was the year when we lost Jr. McMahill. Yeah. Yeah. I had to miss that. I had to come so in. So that, that would have been uh, 95, 96. Yeah, that cost me that championship. But, yeah. hey, man, I mean, we was like brothers. You exactly, know? yeah. And I was so close to the McMahills from racing go-karts to stock car racing. You know? I mean, dude, we was – he was like a dad, you know, yeah. Don was, so, but yeah, that, that cost me, and then after that, you know, I mean, I, I ran the series, and ran a lot of them, most of them, but I wasn't really worried about the points, mm -hmm. you know, uh, my first three years, I did, you know, I mean, we always, I won a lot of features, you know, but when you miss, it just takes one race, that, that's 100 points that's yeah. how their point deal was you know and that 100 points is hard to make up when all these other boys aren't missing races yeah. you know that year there i think i won like eight nine features i don't think shyrock won a one <laughs> but he was consistent uh -huh. and that's what will win a championship be consistent and finish every race no dnfs but be at every one 
that's a champion right there. Yeah, between between him and Mark Noble. Oh yeah. Those right. two were Damn. some of the biggest drivers and when you tackled along with them, it, it was a show. I mean, you you three alone put a show on. Oh yeah. Um so when Todd decides to go up to Deer Creek and starts doing the jamboree and stuff like that, did you have any success at those races up there? Oh, I did. Oh yeah, heck yeah. We I mean, I didn't. I've won the heat races and qualifiers, but the big main show, I was always in the top five, but I couldn't pull it off. Hey, top five for that show is but, huge oh, because yeah. they, oh, yeah. they were drawing close to 100 cars, if not more, oh, yeah. for those races up there. Yeah. I mean, even even to win a qualifying night at the Jamboree was huge. Yeah, yes, it was. Yes, it, and there before that, though, we'd done it at West Liberty, you know, and I'd win the qualifying nights, but I couldn't pull the main event on. I'd run the qualifier, and then they'd run a, a, a manufacturer race for the best chassis builders, you know, and I won that for Pierce because <laughs> then I was running in a Pierce modified. You, you, know? you were one of the true members of the original Pierce posse. Oh, I yeah, will man. say that. <laughs> i tell you what, I, this, this is it right here. There's two guys that put Bob Pierce on the map for modifieds, and it's me and Denny Schwartz. Mm -hmm. And them are the, that's it. I yep. was running my series, Denny was running his UMP, kicking butt, cleaning yep. house, won the championship. Me and Denny worked with one another. If I'd find something, I'd get a hold of Denny. If he'd find something, he'd tell me. I mean, me and Denny's close, you know. But we put Bob Pierce on the map yep. for modifieds. Then, Bob's more into his late models. Yeah, now, of course. But I mean, when the when the mod, Pierce mods started coming out, there really wasn't a whole mi lot of you guys running them. I want to say maybe six or eight of you guys. Yeah. But like you said, you were off doing the USMTS kicking ass, and Denny was over here in UMP land kicking ass. <laughs> yeah. Steve Hillard had just switched from Master Built, which was kind of a Pierce not. I mean, kind of what Pierce Real went close. from. Yeah. But uh. Steve Hillard went from that to the late mall, so he had just missed the Pierce manufacturer time. But that guy was a hell of a wheel man in the modifieds also. Yes. Um, yeah. But uh, when I – we moved back here in 94, like I said, and I remember Spoon River's big races uh, at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year. They each had one big race. And – Mikey always said you didn't like this car, but this is still my, by far my favorite car that you ever had, just by the looks of it. It was the red Kasiski car. Oh, man. <laughs> and you come pulling in with your motorhome, black trailer, red car with silver lettering on it, chrome lettering. That car looked badass. That's by far one of my favorite ones. But Mikey said you weren't too big of a fan on that, of that car. <laughs> It was a beautiful car, but no, that car, man, I, I fought that car and fought it. It was either too tight or too loose. I mean, that's just the way that car was, <laughs> and I don't know. That was, <laughs> I hate to say it, but that was probably one of the worst modifieds I've ever had, dude. And that's what he was telling me. He said that was, you always uh, said that was one of the worst ones. I was like, <laughs> damn, but it was so good. It was beautiful. It was. <laughs> I mean, in the Kaziski boys, I mean, Joe, I mean, they done a hell of a job putting it together. I mean, I bought it rolling. I mean, I had put the motor in it, but they put the car together, you know, and I do what they tell me. But I even had Tim Donlinger get in it one night. We was over in Texas. I said, Tim, I just don't know what the deal is. You know, can would you take it out and play with it, you know, hot lap it and see what you think? And, and it was really slick. And he, 
I mean, dude, he, he goes, I mean, just babied it, you know. I said, dude, you drive this race car, you know. I can do what you just done. Well, it feels okay to me, yeah. He was, uh, I mean, Mikey <laughs> could have made it go faster than what he was doing. So I just said, you know, I ended up selling it. Matter of fact, Mike Cawthron bought it from me up in, uh, from uh, Galesburg up there, you yeah. know. And he run it up there at, uh, and I told him, man, I mean, I was honest. I couldn't ever get it going, but he wanted he wanted to take the car, and it was a turd for him, too. <laughs> I tried to tell him. <laughs> there was very few Kasiski cars that i seen go pretty well, but they were all beautiful cars. Actually, one of the kid mods at Peoria Speedway right now is the old Kasiski car. Oh, Lord. It's uh, Blake Krebo, Brian Krebo's kid. Yeah. Um, I don't remember who drove it. It was a Kasiski 1K car. Yeah. And uh, it, it's from 1994, no and, they, and they they redid it, and that's what Blake's driving down there. Hell, that might be my old car. <laughs> it dude. might I be. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. But it, it's still around, and, I, I mean, he, he won one of his wow. features in it this year, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, something like that, though. I mean, you put a little mortar in it. Yeah. It, it would probably make that car go, you know. I mean, we're running a lot more horsepower, you know what I mean? And, but, uh, yeah, I mean... It, like I said, it was either it was either too tight, and then you'd free it up, and now you're too loose. I yeah. mean, that's just the way that car. I've never had a car like that, but yeah, we ended up getting rid of it, and and uh, and then after that, there. Uh, I think I was back in my Pierce cars, you know, after that Kaziski deal. Yeah. So in the in the mid to late, I would say the Spoon River races started getting big in the late '90s. I remember going down there with George Hall, and there was one night we were there, and we were still timing cars or running heat races at, like, midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning because yeah. Brad and Maury had over 100 modified show up to this fall nationals race. Oh, man, yeah. And there was guys from all over the country that would come to it. Uh, I know a buddy of mine – well, he wasn't a buddy of mine, but he, I was a fan of his when I lived in Missouri. His name was Steve Payne. drove a number 55 modified down there. He came up, and he won one of the races – Early in the year. I think Greg Longfellow or somebody put those races on earlier in the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he would start coming back for the fall nationals, and some more Missouri guys would come up. Um, when those races started picking up, you had some success in those. How many of the fall nationals have you – do you remember – do you know how many of those you've won? Or I haven't, dude. You that's haven't? That's one race I never have won. So M- Mikey picked one up. Yeah. And <laughs> that's why I was so happy that I was there, dude. I swore night. you won one. No, I have – every time I'd be leading it, something would happen right at – I've led it so many times. I was going to say, I've been there to a lot of them, and I remember you being up yeah, front a lot. I could never get that checkered flag, man always bite me in the ass right at the end never could pull that race off and my boy pulled yeah. off down there <laughs> i remember you being in victory lane that night you were almost uh, in tears if not in oh, tears yeah. i was i was so happy yeah i was and, and denny he come up and he you know he gave me a big hug and he said that's something you haven't done old man <laughs> he said but buddy you run your ass off when you did I, he goes mike i miss you racing but i said i'm so proud of my boy right now denny it's unreal because it was one race that I wanted yeah. to win, but I never could pull that baby off. I can't. That's something I couldn't yeah. believe. You know, I always, I honestly thought you had yeah. one pulled off. Um, no, I won a lot, lot of them down there, but I couldn't pull that <laughs> race there off. Yeah. So you got fortunate enough to 
before your career was over, you got to race against Mikey. Oh, man. And Mikey got to race you. <laughs> there is one heat race at Spoon River, I remember. You two we're were dirty. neck and neck yep. the whole damn race. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I know it's yeah. on YouTube somewhere, uh, but I will never forget that race, seeing you two go at it. That's something you'll probably never forget. He'll uh, never forget it. I don't remember which one of you guys ended up winning that one. It was probably you because <laughs> he, he had a little advantage on him. But yeah. can, do you, can you remember anything from that race? Or? Oh, hell yeah, man. That's, that's, like you said, that's something that I'll never forget, you know. Uh, yeah, I was jacking with him. You know, I was up on the high side, and he's <laughs> down, he was down the middle. But we was. We was door to door, you know, and I I'd, I'd kind of let off, you know, trying to, because I was having so much fun. I mean, we were side by side when we'd come off corner, going down the straightaways into it. But a couple times, I, he about got me because I kept letting off, and I, I'm running the high side, and down there, you got to keep your momentum uh -huh. going, dude. And it, I was I kept messing myself up, but Mikey be right there, but, yeah, that last lap. The old man didn't let off. <laughs> I ended up winning it, but that was, I mean, I had so much fun racing with Mikey. I mean, it just, I miss it, don't get me wrong, and I got memories, you know. I, I know one, there was one night we was running down at, uh, down at Peoria Speedway, and it was in a feature, and, and, uh, you know, we was kind of like that, door to door, neck to neck, and I, I just, my car, I, I was a little loose. Mikey's car was faster. So I let him go. I thought, I ain't going to hold him up. You know, I mean, maybe the kid could pull pull this off. So I let him go by me. But when I did, we went in a corner. I hit him in the ass. I gave him a jolt, you know. And he goes, he goes, Dad, you about messed me up when you hit me in the ass. <laughs> I said, well, dude, I didn't mean to hit you in the ass. I just wanted to give you a little push, try to make you win this damn race, you know. <laughs> but I never heard the end, dude. I outrun my dad, you know. And all the rest of the summer, that's all I heard, you know. But y'all, hell yeah, man. We, you know, it's fun running with your, getting your kid, you know. There, yeah, and, and then uh, there's not too many people in this area that's gotten to race with their kids. Uh, yeah. Don and Eddie, they got to race against each other a little bit. Um, I don't know if Don and Jr. ever raced with each other. I know Jr. and Ronnie did yeah. at some point. Um, yeah. Brandon and Ray Bollinger, they're getting the chance to do that now. Uh, Dick and Matt Taylor got to race with each other for a while. Right. But, uh, yeah, that's something I couldn't imagine. Uh, <laughs> you guys got lucky enough to do that, and oh, that's yeah, something man. you guys are going to – he's yeah. going to be telling the boy oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. long down the road, and he's got the video to show it. And yeah. That kid, he'll probably end up in a race car at some point too. And oh, yeah. <laughs> five years old, but he's going to be in a mini sprint. Yeah. They got to be five. Yeah. We're going to put him in a little mini sprint to get him going. For sure. Yeah, he well and Brandon, he wants to keep this kid mod class around. So you go put him oh, in yeah, that. I might do that too. You know, you, we get him in a little mini sprint. I think isn't there an age you gotta be eight or something for that um, mod class? Yeah, I think it's eight to sixteen. Yeah. So you get him so you get him some practice in oh, those yeah. uh, quarter midgets and stuff and then oh, get him yeah. in one of those kid mods and heck yeah. We gave him in one of them then uh 
we get his dad back out there in a modified, and we'll put a little Rhett in a modified, and then <laughs> we'll see who, who, who's better, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, it's been, I mean, yeah, like I said, my childhood, I, I consider it one of the good times because I got to see you guys in your middle of your careers to the late, of your, late part of your careers. I was able to watch Mikey start off. Uh, like I said earlier, I was able to be there for the first night he got into a car at Spoon after the races to his first race in the EMOD class. And uh, I'm I'm proud of him. I've known him for a long time. Uh, actually, the first time I met him, we went to Kentucky Lake for one of the mod races. You weren't there, but he went down with his mom and... Those mod races down at Kentucky Lake were some good good times, too. And Did you ever get a chance to do any of that? or? Now, I've been down in Kentucky. I ran quite a bit down in Kentucky and ran strong. I've been down to, uh, oh, God, Hazard, Kentucky, Richmond, Kentucky. There was a couple big UMP shows. And, uh, matter of fact, I set track record there at Richmond. And there was one other track. I don't know if it was Hazard. I mean, it, this was in the hills, man. I mean, there was some <laughs> damn hillbillies there now. I ain't shitting. You think we're hillbillies. I mean, they're hillbillies. We went down this one track where they, we whooped their asses. And, I mean, I ain't kidding you. This guy got in this old pickup truck, and my buddy Marty, it was Marty Weller. He was crazy anyway. He flipped one of them off. And because they started throwing shit at us because we took their money. They didn't like them boys didn't like that. Some hick come in town, you know, and take the hillbilly ass's money from them. <laughs> and we go, uh, he flipped them off. Well, anyway, they got in this pickup truck and man, Marty's driving our, we got an uh, enclosed trailer uh, going through the, uh, out, you know, the, the field leaving the track and shit. And they get in this pickup truck, and this old guy got the damn shotgun pointing at us and shit. And I'm scared to death. I said, Marty, man, you got to cool it, dude. He's trying to get away from it, but it's something I'll never forget. <laughs> I will never forget that. That's the truth. <laughs> I said, them damn hillbillies, we ain't going there no more. They're going to shoot our asses. Dang. But yeah, down there in Hazard, Kentucky, I'll, I'll never forget that, man. I mean, we've had some crazy times. I ain't shit. Some crazy <laughs> times. But, yeah, I run a lot down in Kentucky. Yeah. It was UMP shows, you know. Yeah. So, earlier you mentioned how you, you tangled Knoxville a lot. This year they're doing something different with the fair race. They're bringing in the UMP Summer Nationals and the UMP Summit Modifieds. That racetrack usually holds one race a year, and it's been the fair race. What What's your thoughts on them bringing the open cars back to the big half mile? on that what oh i mean I, I i mean i think it's cool you know it usually i mean the track like you say it's only one time it's fair but the fair board does know what they're doing how to prep a track and blah blah but yeah i mean knoxville i mean man god i love that racetrack god it was so fast up there uh of course i was younger i ain't saying i still <laughs> couldn't do it i'm sure i could but back in them days i just run that track so much i mean I could flat foot it around that track, you know, I mean, but you better know what you're doing because if you get into that guardrail, you will be building another race mm -hmm. car. And Mikey wants to go up there so bad. And, and I'm not saying Mikey can't do it because he, he's a hell of a driver, but he's never ran a half mile. And it's a real flat track. And, you know, I mean, you really got to watch 
Knoxville because it will bite you. <laughs> it, you'll, yeah. you'll tear your shit up. And that's what I told Mikey. You just you can't get on the top like you do all these other tracks because there's no cushion up on no. top. When you get into that, you're just going to keep going, you know, and you're going so fast on entry, you just – you got to stay focused, but I think it would be some good racing. It would be cool. That, that's what I was kind of interest, interested to see what happens because you're going to have guys like Pierce and Fager who you know will try <laughs> to build a cushion at that place. Uh, and I don't know if it will happen, but I have a feeling Pierce will try knocking that guardrail down. Well, he will <laughs> knock it down if he gets up there. He'll probably be through that guardrail or over it. One yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. So, I'm going to backtrack a little bit here. Um, my family is from Kirksville, Missouri. And you got a chance to drive for a guy from that town hmm. by the name of Chris Harris. Oh, yes. Drove oh, yes. Uh, the number zero car. Yep. And uh, my buddy Kelly Smith also got to drive for him. <laughs> yep. How, how did you get tied in with Chris and run him mobily like you guys did? I built that car for him. <laughs> yeah, Chris was a good dude, man. We had a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, I can't, he had somebody driving, who'd you say it was? Kelly Smith. Okay, yeah, because he was having some issues, and then I went up there, and, and uh, I uh, ran his car, and we put some different shocks on it and stuff, and got him going real good, really. I mean, I didn't drive it a whole lot, just here and there. I'd go up to Mobley, you know, as Moberly, I ran that track. We ran USMTS, and and uh, which I, we dominated. Of course, it's like a half mile mm -hmm. high bank. I mean, Moberly's a beautiful race. When, when you would go to Moberly, would it always be rough when you would go? No, back then, man, it was always smooth as glass. I mean, smooth, smooth. But yeah, I know now they say it, you know it's pretty. Well, I've got some videos bad. and like uh, Steve. He won a Bush All-Star Tour race down there, and it was real rough when he did it. And that was in nine, 1990. And he told me he had just got into a Rayburn, so he was able to just go through those holes and shoot off. <laughs> yeah. He said he beat Steve Kosicki that night. And uh, he said that usually whenever he went down there, it was rough. But I've seen pictures of when you would go down there in the early 90s, too, with your white C40 car. And it looked like it was always pretty smooth it at that was, point. Man. Yeah, every time I've been there, I mean, it was nice, real nice, you know. Yeah, we, uh, at your weeks down there, it was a USMTS deal, and we, of course, after the race, some, I don't know who it was, but they protested us, thought we was cheating and shit, and they kept saying, ah, he's got tracks control and all this shit, and the old man, my dad, he's crazy anyway. Yeah, you're right, he does. We have tracks control. It's his damn right foot. <laughs> you dumb ass, you know, and old dad, he just get fired, but I'm not kidding you, I bet it. We was there for an hour and a half pulling shit off of the car. They didn't find nothing, man. I, I, I But I'll tell you, I've never run that in my life. And if I had to, I'd quit racing. Yeah. Because I'm getting that 100%. It's all in that right foot. Yep. Period. That's just the way it is. But there's guys that run that shit. There's no question. I oh, know yeah. some guys that do. And if, But if I had to, I just, I'd quit racing. Because that's that's not racing, dude. That's yeah. all there is to it. That's not racing. Your foot. And that's what my dad would always tell him. It's his right foot, you dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I ain't kidding you. <laughs> so uh, before you got to call it a career, you switched numbers and you handed Mikey the C40. He always went by 40 Junior and you finally 
relinquished the number and gave him the C40. You decided to run the 56. What Was that number something your dad had back when he raced, or was it a number he picked because that's the year he went, uh, got drafted, or where'd the 56 number come from before you ended up hanging it up and calling it a career yourself? Well, and we had two race cars back in the days, and uh, one was uh, 40, and the other one was 56. And uh, Jim Struby drove that 56, Manny McComb sponsored it, 68 Camaro. And I just, and I had it orange, you know, I, I want, it's kind of, it was kind of a throwback. My dad always, his all, cars was always orange, so I built this modified, painted, put orange body on it, and I put the 56 number. I just thought maybe it'd bring me a little luck, you know. Jim Struby uh, was my man, I tell you. I mean, I respect that man more than anything in the world. Uh, he's the one that really helped me when I was 17, when I first got in a race car. Uh, Jim would, st you know, Jim would stand down the very first week. He goes, oh, you want me to help you, Mike? And I said, yes, Jim, you know, I'll listen to you. He goes, all right, I'm going to stand down here in this corner. Back in them days, we parked in that infield at Peoria Speedway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Jim would stay, stand back from the tire, but he'd tell me, do not let off until you get to me. And each week, he'd keep taking me a little deeper, a little deeper, a little deeper. And he got to where he had me right in the middle of that corner before I would let off. And when I done that, Jim walked away. He said, you don't need me no more, son. You're doing a fine job. <laughs> That's why I, I, I can drive a race car in a, in a corner, but it's because of Jim Struby. You know, but he's the one that drove that 56 car, and I just wanted to put that number on my car for my dad and him, you know, and to let Mikey take the 40. Yeah. That's, where, that's how we, that's where it came from, dude. Yeah, that's that's an that's awesome. I, I've always wanted to wonder why you decided to go to that, and we got to hear it and your backstory on that, and Mikey taking over the C40, and like you, we've said, he's had a lot of success with the C40, carrying that on. Right now it's kind of... On standstill right now because he's driving the two late right. model, but I think we'll see the C40 out there again because I, I hear yeah. there's there's some works and something I've heard. Yeah, yeah, so. they're working on a modified, yeah. so we'll see what happens, you know, and and uh, but I, you know, whatever happens, happens, you know. I'm proud of the kid, and uh, um, we got him where we want him, and now uh, I'll sit back and watch him like he used to do me when he was little. Yeah, he, he, he has shared a lot of pictures uh, of him yeah. as a little kid looking up to you, and mm -hmm. it's just awesome to see, and your career overall, you've had, a, you've had an excellent career. Um, before we end any of this, I, I've talked to a few, a few guys, and uh, I reached out to Mikey, and I asked him who, who were some of the guys I knew, I knew of, Shyrock and them, and but he told me Kevin Peters was one of your big friends on on oh, the yeah. racing scene oh, yeah. and yeah. yeah kevin said how you guys would travel up and down the road and you guys basically became brothers on the road is what he said oh yeah we was always parked you know next to one another and you know he, i mean hell i ran with kevin you know every week up at knoxville yep and actually me and kevin's the only one that really that went usmts racing mm -hmm. nobody else you know i mean it it costs don't get me wrong but 
Uh, yeah, it was me and Kevin. I mean, Kevin done it for quite a few years yeah, too. Yeah, he did. You know, yeah. And his his parents was awesome, man. I just loved them. You know, I mean, good, good, good people. But yeah, oh yeah, you know, Kevin was a good dude, man. I was actually looking at the Lee County Speedway results over in Dallas, Iowa last. Yeah, it was last week, and uh, his name popped up in a crate late model. <laughs> I heard the same I, thing. I couldn't believe he was back out on the track. I was, uh, it's been a while. I was yeah. glad to see his name because when I think of Knoxville Raceway, I think of Kevin Peters, you, Jeff Maher running up there off and on in the 90s, yeah. um, Bob Bear Woods up there in the late models sometimes. Yeah. He was always fast up there too. Uh, Gary Webb, when Chuck and Sherry had the place, he, he'd volunteer to start a half a track behind people just to yeah. <laughs> try to catch them and win the race. I mean, there's a lot of good times up there, and I, I hope they can try to get something to where we can see some more racing at Knoxville. I know it's hard on equipment because of how big the racetrack is, but I've heard the fairgrounds is wanting to try to shorten it up to try to bring more than just one race a year in. I guess where, where they sit is kind of hard because they're right in the middle of UMP land and IMCA land, so it would be hard to go by a set of rules yep. to get people there. Yep. So before we end up calling this a show, is there sponsors, crew members you would like to thank through the years who've helped you go up and down the road, who helped you when you raced local? that you want to give a oh, shout yeah. out to here yeah i mean i had you know ray dennison's was my main sponsor back in my late model days you know and and uh they really helped us uh tremendously helped us jerry was the parts manager and and uh he took care of us on our late models deal and then after you know i got out of that got into modifieds fair and white uh he helped me a whole lot, a whole lot. Even through my some of my USMTS races, Farron, you know, would sponsor sponsored me for years. I mean, it it just unreal. But most of it was Dad, you know, me and Dad. If it wasn't for Dad, I mean, I'll tell you, man, that that guy, it's unreal. The motors that he puts together i tell you i mean i have won so many races and buddy i mean i i'm not don't get me wrong i've blowed a couple but i'd say a couple out of my in my career dude and i raced for over 40 years mm -hmm. you know and and it's mikey you know I'm, I'm so blessed to have dad's eight dad's 88 years old you know he he still builds race car motors Matter of fact, I just overhauled my motor and my semi, and Dad was underneath it putting the rod and mains in it. Yeah, my <laughs> semi motor, dude. Jeez. And he just, man, he just blows my mind. I'm just so blessed to have him, you know. But, yeah, old Pops, he's done, uh, and my family. I mean, it's just, it's been a family, the whole racing from when Dad turned 15, got into racing, and, it, it was just a family deal, you know. Uh, my sisters, just everybody, you know. My baby here, Sherry, even, uh, she come out in my late model days, mm -hmm. you know. I was with her like uh, about a year, and she ended up transferring a job, Jolliet, 
40 years later, dude, she yeah. said she wanted to wait 40 years because that was my race car number. <laughs> she comes and gets a hold of me. We're engaged, going to get married July 3rd. Yeah, well, when I got here, she <laughs> was uh, booking a trip. So. Yeah, yeah, man, she she goes all over, you know. I mean, I'm flying. Man, I ain't been on vacations. I don't know how long, Jeff. <laughs> I just between trucking and my place here taking care of and and, and racing Mikey, helping Mikey, you know, and when we modify, and now, of course, he's in a late model, which I'm tickled to death, don't get me wrong. I mean, I miss the modified, too, yeah. you know, but it is what it is. I mean, I want to see him go, you know, and, uh, man, he's just doing an awesome job, dude. I mean, he, that kid is, he's a hell of a driver. I'm proud of that kid. I ain't kidding you. And I'm sure little Red will be the same way yeah. when he gets you know, I just hope to be here. You know, I'm really dad's tickled to death getting to see Mikey race and, and winning the way he is. You know, what I mean, yeah, Mikey, I mean, Everett's at Peoria oh, every weekend yes. when Mikey's there up <laughs> yes. in the grandstands, and we'll see. We can look up from the judges' stand and yeah. see you up there too. You're not always in the pits. You're up in the grandstands oh, with yeah. dad, and yeah, it's Scott always makes a make an announcement, say hi to oh, him, yeah. and. He, he don't miss Mikey racing. When Mikey's around here, I mean, Dad's there, I'm mm -hmm. telling you. He can't wait. He just, you know, when I first put Mikey in 2013, I retired. That's when I yep. retired. And I had that um, that uh, car I bought from, um, oh. Was that the Rocket by rocket. Roman? Yeah, yep. Roman car yep. by Rocket. And halfway through the season, I put Mikey in that car. I just, I don't know. Nothing was going my way. Just frustrated and just just one thing after another you know and we ain't used to that you know and i told dad dad i'm just i'm done man you know and i said i'm gonna put mikey in my car he said i, I just don't see it happening mike i said you got to give the kid a chance man you know i mean he ain't ever had equipment like what we got right so we put him in there and before the end of the year you know dad's saying I think we got us a hot dog now, <laughs> you know, that kid will make her go. And it just it just tickles my ass, you know. Uh, equipment's very important, dude. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to have good equipment. And the technology now in racing versus how, how it was back in our days. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to get in one. And Mikey's wanted me to. He said, Dad, you would shit. They are so hooked up now and i know i see it you know but uh no i'll stay out i'll let him <laughs> i'll let him do it man no we're i'm, I'm gonna work on this uh <laughs> we'll call it a historic heroes race give you guys 10 laps and oh, just dude. try to find some b mods to get you guys into something that the horsepower is not too much and yeah. i'd love to do something like that i'm sure we got some b mod guys at peoria that'd be like oh i'd love to have that guy in my car oh yeah man I, hey you get them old boys, you know, Dick Taylor, Webb, and Sandusky, and Ray Gus Jr., you know, and and even Roger Long. Oh, God, that, that would be a trip. And yeah. Bob, the old man Pierce, you know. <laughs> that, dude, I'd do it in a heartbeat. You could get all them guys. Just one thing, Jeff, I want to start on the pole. Oh, yeah? Do I got to pull the old... Uh... Hey, hey, uh, oh. spoon, spoon draw. Be like, yeah. hey, Mike, this one down here is the, <laughs> is the one to go with. Like, because oh. you've heard those stories of that happening back in the day. I don't oh, know how true yeah. it is, but I've heard it. Yeah. 
Now today everything's done on computer and <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Draws done on computer, scoring's done on computer. It's it's all changed. It's all technology. I mean, just like yeah. the race cars, everything's oh, yeah. changing with technology. Yeah, heck yeah, man. It, it but it would be cool, dude. I mean, I'd do it in a heartbeat. You just let me know. But it would be it would be a blast. I would be tickled to death to do it. I still got my helmet, my shoes, my racing suit. And I know I can still fit in everything. So <laughs> we're good there. We're good there, bud. Yeah, I could race tomorrow if I wanted. Oh, to. Yeah. yeah. No, I I want to thank you for taking the time to do this. It's something that I fell in love doing. I wasn't. I was real cautious on this podcast stuff but after doing my first one a few weeks ago on my own with Frazy, i just fell in love with it and something i want to continue to doing is reaching out to you guys who paved the way for us to do what we do i may not race but i've been in it with as a track official photographer back doing timing and scoring now and that's all because of you guys and you guys gave me the love for what we do and uh tomorrow I'm actually going to do another podcast. I'm meeting up with Ray Neltner tomorrow morning. So I, I'm going to bank episodes, as you would call it. And I'll re- we're going to try to release yours Tuesday or Wednesday, and then we'll release Ray's the following week. So I, I love what this is. I love getting you guys on. The fans love it. I think these are the – well, we've, it's already been proven. These are the most downloaded episodes we've had just off of one so far it blown all the other ones out of the water cool. so with having you on and uh i think it's going to pick up even more i mean some of your sponsors reached out and wanted to old sponsors reached out wanted to help and stuff like that so like i said i want to thank you and congrats on your career and gonna be getting married and you're, you're living the life, and hopefully you retire from trucking here soon and enjoy yourself some more and go on these vacations with her. And oh, yeah. That, that stuff's coming your way, and it's well-deserved. I mean, you, you did stuff you never had to do, but you loved it, and you did it for us fans along with your dad and all that. So I want to thank you for all that 100%. And I think we're going to go ahead and call this a show and – uh, I'm sure we'll see you at the racetrack hopefully tomorrow night because uh, Mikey talked about coming back down to Peoria to race tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. It looks like the weather may cooperate with us, but we'll find we'll see. So, uh, Mike, thank you again for doing this. And uh, as my buddy Brian would say, uh, keep her on the high side and banging the cush. Would-